Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Dance Coach Playbook. I'm your host, Coach DK, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeline. Today, we're opening up our playbook to page 11. Today, we're going to have a fun conversation about goal setting and accountability. It is the beginning of a new year, 2021, and we just feel like it is a great time to jump into goal setting and what that looks like for us professionally, what it looks like for us personally, and it's also something that we have been asked to speak about on the podcast as well. And so we're really excited about it. We're actually really into it right now mm-hmm. ourselves. We've started our own accountability group and we're developing our own goals on our own. And so this is just perfect timing lined up with what we're doing as coaches as well with our team that we coach right now too. So we're excited about talking about what's working for us, what we've done in the past, and really encourage you to jump into this process. And then hopefully you feel supported in something that's going to work is functional. We also understand that goal setting can sometimes be a little bit daunting, but then also we all have these aspirations at the beginning of the year, whether that's resolutions or developing a one word or developing a theme for the season. And that's all well and great. It's just, what does that look like? How do we build it for for success? And then how do we set it up in a way that we can become, um, have accountability and have some support along the way to be successful in the long term, not just in the short term. So we kind of plan on talking this through right from the beginning and discussing why goal setting is important to us and and to our team and um, kind of take that all the way through how to set goals and how to, like GK was saying, just keep that accountability intact, kind of especially when when times get maybe a little more busy or just more difficult as, as we go along and that excitement kind of fades and it just becomes becomes real. So, right. I have been blessed to recently have been through a 90-day goal-setting, goal-attaining, really rigorous program that has been really beneficial for me to see the successes of what it means to set goals and have accountability in place. And the blessing in that has been able to like transfer into a lot of different parts of my life to a point where I'm loving getting to feed into other people in that way too, which is where the development of our current goals squad (laughs) that we're working on with other people as well. So as a coach, just some areas to consider when setting goals and planning out your season or your new year, or just as a, a, a professional or a your, your personal goals as well is thinking about what your goals are as a coach or a teacher, just individually. Like when we're well-rounded, we're a well-rounded person, we're going to do better in all aspects of our life. So really considering all of those aspects, uh, goals that you might personally have for your team that you're working with and what you're going to pour into them and set for yourself, the t- having the team set goals for the team And we'll talk about that a little bit more and what that could look like later. And then also having your athletes set individual goals for themselves as well. And we also will will break that down on some ways that we are currently doing that and also some ways we've done that before in the past. So why are goals important? Why are goals important to us? Why are they important in a team setting? GK, tell us your experience with goals. Maybe before the 90-day program, before you became such a goals I really want to say queen. I know you won't like that, but just tell us a little bit about maybe your experience with setting goals. 
we all have aspirations in our life on what we want to do and, and some dreams about what that could look like and maybe being unsure about the steps on how to make that happen. And something that I have just really recently been more aware of is what actually gets done when we finally just step into it and stop waiting for the perfect opportunity or stop waiting for the perfect setup to make it happen. It's literally just the aspect of deciding to do it, choosing to do it, and then stepping forward. And something that's been really, honestly, as someone who's um, a chronic perfectionist has been the ability to give myself some grace in that if it doesn't end up being what I thought it was going to be, that it's okay. And really just knowing that information opens up a lot of space in my aspirations or in my life or my time to put other things in that I do really want. So having a big dream, I had, I had a really big goal in my life that or aspiration, I guess I should say. It wasn't a goal because I wasn't moving on it. It was just something I would talk about and be unsure of and and ask if I should do it, ask people, talk with people about it. And really, it was just a matter of putting it in action and finding out that, okay, I am capable. <laughs> I was able to make moves happen. And then number two, finding out that it wasn't actually what I wanted was huge for me in that I thought it was a big goal of mine. And so finally putting that in action four years after dreaming about it and then realizing it wasn't what I wanted and being able to take it out, it left open so much more space for what I thought that goal was going to get me to. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter, I think, of putting things in action and being okay with it not being the absolute perfect time or the perfect scenario to make it happen and really just choosing. So something that has been really interesting for me as far as creating goals and I've looked into a little bit more of like the research behind it is having these aspirations, having these goals and just having them in your heart is different than taking the time to write them down, get specific about what it is that you want to do. And then additionally, like telling people about it so that you have some accountability in your life and the difference that's made and how much actually gets done. It's, it's incredible how much can actually finally get done when you just decide and choose into it. So one of the research, some of the research I looked into states that people who wrote down their goals were 42% more likely to achieve them than ones who didn't. 42%. That's crazy. I can do 42 <laughs> more things in my life if I write down my goal than had I not. And then additionally, telling a friend increases that rate to 78%, which, I mean, if you've got goals out there and you've got aspirations, writing it down and telling someone about it is going to make it 78% more likely to get accomplished or get moving. That's right there. Just enough motivation just to sit down and make that happen. That's not even you physically doing the goal yet, right? It's just a matter of like that act of writing it down and then speaking about it and how that just gets things moving and having somebody say, how are you doing on that goal? How's mm -hmm. that going? Mm -hmm. And knowing that you're going to have to give them an answer on that. And then hopefully it's a friend. And by, when we say telling a friend, hopefully it's someone who loves you enough to be like, Hey, I know you want this. Like, yes. what are we going to do? How can I help you start moving along that line? Um, just the difference that's going to make right there to, to get moving on the things we want. So we don't just sit around wishing and hoping that it's going to happen or making excuses or 
not allowing ourselves to step into those things. I mean, we have them on our hearts. We have these aspirations on our hearts for a reason. They're not there by accident. And it might be to be told no, or it might be to be told yes, or it might be step one of 75 steps. However, you'll never get to step 75 until step one is taken. So really like writing it down and then uh, establishing accountability in your life with people that you trust and that are really going to hold you accountable and call you on it when you're, when you're not moving forward into it is, is really just the biggest way to find success in those goals. It kind of reminds me how in our goal squad that we have just started this year, you know, we talk a lot about maximizing the impact that we can make on our, ourselves, obviously, and keeping our word to ourselves, but also the impact that we can make on our circles and on our communities. And, you know, when we share that stuff out, we're inspiring other people. I think, you know, whether we really know it in that moment or not, um, one of our goals this week was to tell 10 people every day uh, what our four, four goals were. And, you know, it seems like a small thing. It seems minuscule and, and sometimes it seems really silly, but, you know, we, we all kind of chat in our, in our group chat about people come back and, and respond. And some people are inspired and some people try it themselves. And at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're not just doing it for us you know, either. I think, I think this stuff, makes an impact on the people around us. And that's what we're going for. Right. Encouraging and elevating everyone around us. And then just the good stories that have come out of when we've, we've been telling people our goals and, and like these additional accountability people that we're mm -hmm. building into our lives and just these connections with someone else saying, Oh yeah, I kind of have that goal too. And I don't know how to do it. And then us being able to like, say like, okay, well let's do it together. Just like that connection in that community, like Madeline said, that's just being built around us writing these goals down and then speaking about them even before we're able to move too quickly on them because it's still very early on in our goal like that just that power is really exciting and just thinking about the ripples that ripple out from there and the difference that that can make in you know all areas of our life with our families with other professionals within our you know within our personal lives it's just very exciting so Something else we wanted to get going on is really thinking about um, like what it means to write a good goal, right? So we can have a lot of ideas that we like and we dream about. However, it's until we get we sit down and get really specific on it. Sometimes it is a little bit difficult to wrap our brains around how to take that first step. Mm -hmm. So as far as writing the goal down, I'm, maybe you've heard of the SMART technique before. I've heard that from a lot of different areas. We just wanted to break down what SMART stands for. It's something that we've found to be very successful um, on our dance team and then something that we've chosen to do also on our goal squad as well and really gives us some structure and then it sets us up for success. So SMART is actually an acronym, S-M-A-R-T, and the S stands for specific. So getting very specific on what that goal is, which sometimes can be a little bit difficult mm -hmm. when you want to give a whole backstory on where this is coming from and your why and your big picture. And all of that is fantastic. However, looking at it, setting down and like boiling it down to being even more specific than than all of that backstory is gets gets you really clear on what it is that you're wanting to accomplish. Uh, next letter, we have M, which stands for measurable. And this just means we kind of like, it kind of goes along with specific. We want the goal to be 
specific. So there's a way that we can measure it. So if we just have like our big vague dream and we feel or whatever, you know, that's at the end of the road, or actually it's, it's more relevant along the road. We're not going to really be able to track where we're at unless it is, we have the S piece and it's specific and there's, there's a way for us to quantify it so that along the process, we're able to measure our progress. That's something even as we've built our goals out, something our small goal squad yesterday got really excited about is creating like, what does that look like? Like, how do you track it for yourself? And it was, we, we took pictures and posted them in our chat and it was interesting to see everybody's kind of creative take on it. And then we were able to like take a peep into what does it mean when someone is, you know, 40% done with their goal, you're able to like visually get to see it as well. And I think that just helps us get really clear on that. So mm -hmm. the measurable part is really important. And sometimes that was some of the area when we were building our goals, like, how do I measure this thing? I want to do this thing. How do I do it? I want to write a book. How do I know whether the book is getting written or not? Like, where's where's the measurement marks? And so getting really clear on a number, even if even if that's the, not the number at the end, like the big goal, like if it really is, it's bigger than that, that smaller number, just that small number is going to help us push us along that path. So getting specific about the, the, the measurements and the qual, um, the quantitative as well. And then the next one is attainable. So I think this is where we're talking about like the level, right? Like the leveling up in your goals. So really developing that goal on what you know you can accomplish first and foremost is going to help you build confidence in achieving the next level of that goal, which might be even bigger and scarier. So starting somewhere small is, is not, I don't think a chicken step for me. I think it's actually something that's going to encourage you because you can always reset your goal to the next level up for whatever that is. So finding something attainable and attainable is going to make sense when we get to our T letter. So next is the R. Do you want to talk about the R? <laughs> I would love to talk about the R. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about GK's version of the R, which she labels as risky, which is a word we just love to use. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we say risky. And I, again, GK, feel free to pop in. This is totally her construct. But um, risky is like not like terrifying for your life or you're endangering yourself or others, but it gives you butterflies when you think about it. So this is where the attainable and the risky kind of have to have uh, they kind of have to balance each other out because you don't want to be too safe um, or else, you know, what's the point of setting the goal anyway, if you're already going to achieve it and you knew. So the risky piece of it is just, it's got to have something that it's got to still be a dream. It's, it's got to be something you really want. And if you got it, you'd be, you maybe couldn't even believe that, that you got it. So that's just kind of like the butterflies piece, keeping your dream big. Yeah. And then the last part, the letter T is for timely or for your timetable. So again, remembering that you want to have it be attainable within a given time construct and then knowing your timetable will again allow you to make it measurable as well. You'll be able to see that long distance on whatever that goal is. So as coaches, maybe it is a whole year goal. And so the timetable would be what would we accomplish in this whole season or maybe it's per semester um, specifically if you're at a school, like if your team's at a school, like what does that look like for your team semester? Or we also, when we compete nationals, we set nationals goals for ourselves. So that would be from the moment we start national season to the time that we're at nationals. What are those goals that we would set in place during that timeline? So getting really clear on your time is going to help really balance out a lot of those other pieces, mm -hmm. um, making them attainable and uh, measurable. And then, um, 
also that's kind of the risk factor too. Like, will I be able to get it done in this amount of time as well is there's that challenge of like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could get it done if it's a year, but is it 90 days? Ooh, suddenly I have to put a lot more effort into it, or I have to really build it out in my schedule and not just do it when it's convenient and then really, you know, do whatever it takes to, to fit it into my, my personal schedule as well. There might be some sacrifice I need to make to make it happen. However, if I want it badly enough, I'm going to get it done. And the shorter amount of time I have, the less time I have to procrastinate. <laughs> and I know, and I know I'm going to get it done within that timeline. So that is the smart technique that is easily Googleable. If you wanted to look that up and have that in front of you, that's just what I've been using for years with my team when they've been developing their goals. And that's just, just a construct that really helps us get really clear. And I know that there's a lot of ways to like write out why, how is it specific and how is it measurable and how is it whatever. You could get really, really clear on your goals in that way too if you wanted to versus just going off of that line. So we encourage you to use the SMART technique. So before setting goals, we think it's important to kind of look at the different areas of your life where you have these desires or aspirations in your heart that you're wanting to achieve. So for our goal squad, we chose just four different areas just to kind of find like a balance going into the new year, but maybe some different scenarios, depending where you're at, you're looking to just set multiple goals in one area. There's no right or wrong, but kind of important to just look at kind of where you're at or where your team is at and identify those areas where you're really wanting to see, see more growth. Right. So as a team, we, we've done it a bunch of different ways where we've looked at different areas where we want to find balance for this moving into this semester really recently, just this week, actually, we, we did a little bit of dreaming in several different aspects of our life to see where it is that we're wanting to step into some goals or some habits or just some different behaviors that are going to take us to the next level. So we had our athletes, really dream about what they would want in each of these six areas. Number one, academically, like what, where do, would they love to see themselves? Where would they like to achieve? What is the next step? Maybe even after their undergrad or training or certifications or just what that looks like. The next one was um, physical goals. So what is like physical health? What does that look like? Well-roundedly, um, does it come nutrition or getting sleep or hydration or just, you know, all of those different areas, creating good habits there. Um, you can have dance related goals. So specifically skill or something that is something that individually you're working on towards style wise or performance wise or um, endurance wise when it comes to performance. There's also setting financial goals for ourselves. So I mean, just using anecdotally, I did have a girl say, I really want to, when I graduate, I would really love to be able to start an apartment right away instead of moving home and really like live in an apartment on my own. And so she's got some goals as far as setting aside a certain amount of money per paycheck so that by the time she graduates, she's set herself up to be very independent. Um, also, like mental or emotional goals right now in, you know, with what we're going through right now is a good time. Everyone's really looking at it. There's a lot more conversation about how to be mentally and emotionally healthy. And so identifying what that dreaming, what that looks like, how will I know? What does it look like when I'm emotionally stable, when I'm mentally stable? And then, you know, getting specific on what it would what it takes to get to that spot. What are some behaviors? How will I know if I'm where I want to be? 
And then lastly, because we are a Christian university, we looked at spiritually, like spiritual goals. What are something that um, I want to continue growing in or, or get curious in and as, as far as like my spiritual life. So those are all true as well as adults. Those are definitely areas where do we want to mentally be growing, right? If we're not, if we're not growing, we're decaying. And so selecting an area that mentally we keep growing in, are we reading books? Are we finding classes that we're taking? How are we challenging ourselves in that area? Where do we want to grow Physical goals, same thing. We've got physical goals on our on our team or on our goals squad, adult goal squad that we're creating. And, and that looks very different between each person just based on what our aspirations are. Same thing financially. If there's financial goals, uh, work-related, professionally, what those goals look like. And relationships, like what do we want relationships to look like in our life? Spiritually, what is what does that mean for us? And, and everyone coming from a different spot in their spirituality, however, that is definitely one of the areas of our life. And so finding a balance in that too, I think is, is important if we're talking about wanting to grow. Of course, we want to grow in all different aspects of our life to remain really balanced. Probably listing through any of those different types, there's probably an area like, oh yeah, I can, I can set goals in that area all day and accomplish it, which is great. Keep pushing yourself in that way. However, there's probably an area, you know, when you're listening to it, you're like, ooh, I, I know I really want to be doing more. I just don't know what to do. And so that's probably an excellent area to start when it comes to setting goals and and envisioning what it is that you want at the end and then building backwards on like, what would be the steps to get there? I want to bring something up GK that you said to our goal squad. And I think to team um, that really resonated with me. And it was, if when you're coming out to writing your goals in any of these areas, if you, if you're listing anything that you, you know, you listed it because you feel like you should do it or it's what you're supposed to be doing, or this is what I should look like, or this is what this is supposed to be cross those out, you know, because that's not, that's not what this is about. And, and when it does get tough, that's just not enough. The should is not enough to, to, to push you and keep you going. So, and your accountability partner doesn't want to just should you either. So (laughs) really, really just coming up with things that like GK said, like with the team, she really had them. It was, she asked them to dream. She asked them to sit there and dream on, on these different areas. So definitely important to, just, just find things that you really, really want and are really true to your heart. Right. And I think that's, I mean, that's been true for years and years. I'm like, I don't want to hear what it is that your parents want you to do. I don't want you to think about like what you think you got into college and you should do. Like now's the time where you get to really, truly dream about what it is that you want and eliminating that, like, you're not going to get it done. If it's something you feel like you should do, you're just so less likely to do it than if it's something you really want. And and as coaches, don't we want to encourage our athletes to be who it is that they want to be as individuals and, and the goals and dreams that they have, not just what we want them to do. Obviously, we're going to coach them in that way anyway. If there's stuff we want them to do academically, skill-wise, like, that's our job to continue pushing them in that way. However, when it comes to setting goals, them setting goals for themselves, you setting goals for yourself, really set something that it is that you want because you're just so much more likely to accomplish it and how much more fulfilling when you're doing something for you. And I think that's where that comes from. Like those, those dreams we set into place. Like if you, if you find yourself dreaming of something and then you change your mind, like 
give yourself that leeway to be like, you know what? I'm going to stop setting goals in that direction. That's dead. That's done. Okay. This new direction I've, I've set, I've opened up space for in my life. I'm going to start setting goals in that direction too. And that will definitely happen if from the beginning you haven't set a goal based on what you think you should be doing or someone else has told you that you should be doing. Now, if we're talking about team specific goals, that looks a little bit, maybe a little bit different. We've talked about what you want professionally, personally, as coach, we've talked about what the athletes could consider for their well-rounded goals. Now, if we're going to get really focused on goals regarding either like dance-wise your season and what that looks like team goal-wise, that's something that maybe you want to sit down and have your athletes um, create with you because that way they're bought into it as well. And you can you can definitely lead that and guide that into some suggestions for them so that they are still smart goals and they are they they follow the direction of what the goals you have for your team as well. So some things to think about at the beginning of the season, you probably sit down and, and talk through what you want to accomplish that year. And one way to get really specific on it is to develop some team goals. So one thing you could do is say, maybe there's a specific team skill that you guys really want to accomplish this year. And so you make that a goal. And the nice thing about that is, is if you set that as a goal, it then gives you the opportunity to build that into your practice schedule, allows you to build in measurably, like you can see who's accomplishing which skill, like what that looks like. And and we've had, <laughs> there's years where we've gotten out literally an old school star chart and we put up like what type of skills we wanted and who got the skill when. I mean, I know that sounds really cheesy for college. However, it was kind of fun. They got to pick which sticker they wanted. And it was definitely one way to track that we were accomplishing that skill. There could be that. There could be a matter of, we've done this before, where we've talked about what a successful practice looks like. And at the end of a rehearsal, the, the, or that's when you would track it, right? So at the beginning really listing out for them. I'm like, okay, guys, for me, this is these are the things I see as a successful practice. What do you see? And so they would list things like, we all have all of the items that we're supposed to have at each practice. We have all um, been on time. We've all uh, accomplished our list. So having like a checklist of what we want to get done at that practice. And really the nice thing about that is that they know at the end that we're going to be able to check those things off. And given ourselves kind of like a rating for each of those practices and specifically for nationals, when we're going into nationals practices, that's been really helpful because then they know like, especially those longer, if you've got two a day practices or, you know, they're going to be really rigorous where you're working towards something very specific for a long time. It is kind of nice to know like, okay, I'm getting things done because I'm checking this off. I did this. I did that. We've accomplished this together. We've gotten through our list. We all brought all of our things. We all showed up on time. And it really gives them, kind of builds in the accountability for you, coach, because they're kind of self-monitoring in that way. The other thing we've listed as a nationals goal before is that we're it, at the full run through at the end of rehearsal, it looks 1% better this time than it did last time. And so that way too, they're seeing like, okay, our progress is pushing us forward one chunk at a time. If you've Ever, ever heard anything about like being 1% better every time, it really does take a little bit of the pressure off of getting it perfect, right? We've always talked about excellence over perfection and the way to get there is just little bit by little bit, tiny bite at a time. Um, and there's going to be days where it's a lot more, <laughs> a larger percent 
more because of the work you put in or the attitude or the energy for that day. However, just knowing just that 1% is going to happen if they've put in the work and the effort. All right. Now that we've set our goals, how do we ensure that they're going to get done? Yes, that's huge. <laughs> Dreaming and then writing it down and talking about it is awesome. And then the work begins. One thing to, I feel like that has been helped me be very successful as far as accomplishing goals is having accountability in place in multiple areas. I don't ever shy away from hard work. I'm sure there's coaches can all agree that that's, you know, part of it of being a coach is being able to really be a self-starter and kind of track your own success in a lot of ways to get things done. One thing that I think has been really beneficial for me though is pulling other people into my goals with me and having that accountability in place and having it not just be a random accountability. However, someone who I know that I'm going to trust to be really real with me and to not let me off the hook, not let me make excuses and knows who I am when things are getting tough and not letting me hide, not letting me act like things are fine and you know, really, really keeping me on track with that. So there's a couple different ways to have accountability in place. I believe I'm sure there's a million different ways, but this is what's worked for me is number one, really tracking it on my own. So when I can see success moving forward, then it's just a little bit more encouraging for me. So creating my own tracking system to see when, where I've gotten, where I'm going, meaning that um, looking looking through the whole goal as a whole, what does it look like at the end? We've made it measurable so that I know that there's like tick marks along the way and then getting the chance to check it off or color it in or whatever that looks like on my, on my chart. That's really uh, beneficial to me and encouraging to me in that way. So really tracking it on your own, having your athletes track it on their own, having it somewhere in their notebook or somewhere where they can just track to see where that's going and their planners, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Something, something visual. I think that's a, that's a really important piece too, especially for our visual and tactile learners out there, just to be able to see it kind of, um, see yourself chipping away at it, like have something visual where, where you can see that that's happening. I think that's super helpful. Right. I mean, the same has been true of like goals we've had as far as financial goals for fundraising, having a chart in front of us and being able to check off where that goes. It feels very elementary. However, it's kind of fun. It's visual. It's, you know, you get to actively participate in um, a physical action, especially since a lot of them may not be physical, um, physical activities that you're accomplishing and feeling the difference, you're getting to visually see it too. Whether it's on a computer or it's a physical actual chart, like the act of crossing something off feels really great. And then the other thing, obviously, we talked about is having an accountability partner and something that you need to get really clear on, I feel like, is explaining to your accountability partner what it looks like when you're struggling. Mm -hmm. And what it would look like, what support looks like and how they can support you when you are stuck in that spot, when you're stuck in the mud and you need a little bit of push or a little bit of pull or a little whatever encouragement, whatever that looks like, getting really specific with them so that they know exactly how to support you. Sometimes maybe you just need a sounding board. Maybe you need a cheerleader. Maybe you need someone to help you get solution oriented when you're stuck and you're not sure what the next step is. So having an accountability partner or partners for your goals is, is really supportive. 
Now let's talk about what accountability partners might look like on a team. So in a team setting, you probably already have some sort of partners set up, whether that's bigs and littles or some sort of relationship in that place. And we've talked about it in previous podcast episodes, and that is an excellent place to start to have an accountability partner in that way. There's also, we've done previously where maybe they've got three different goals for the semester and they've selected three different people to keep them accountable based on maybe that's a strength. Maybe that's an area that they know somebody on the team that's a strength based on their goal. And so they want to go to that person because they're going to help them be solution-based when they get stuck. And so knowing that like, okay, for this goal, I go to this friend, this goal, I go to this friend, this goal, I go to this friend, allows them to have different types of accountability in their life and develop those relationships, which is just going to make your team stronger as well. Have you ever, like, do you normally mandate or I shouldn't say mandate, but organize how many times they're checking in with each other or how do you? So there's been times where it's been uh, throughout the semester where it's like, okay, you need to check in via text or, or whatever that looks like uh, for them a lot of times they'll end up just meeting up together, having coffee and chatting about their goal. Or there's times where we've gotten together and practiced and been like, okay, do a little check-in. Additionally, they do have on their mid-season eval where they have to talk about like where they feel like they've been successful or not successful in the goals that they've written and why is that. So there's a little bit of accountability to me as well as to their accountability partners throughout the semester. Okay, you guys, we hope everything that we shared today is supportive and beneficial and you're excited about setting your own goals, you're excited about your team setting goals for themselves, and we hope this was informative and that we look forward to hearing about what goals you're creating for yourself. And we also would love for you to reach out if you need any more encouragement or support as far as what that looks like having an accountability partner. Allow us to be on your accountability journey with you and reach out to us. As always, we thank you for listening in and we appreciate your support of us. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at dance underscore coach underscore playbook. Bye. Bye.